Welcome to King of Glory Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this week's encouraging message. For more information, please visit kingofglorycc.com. Uh, I'm telling you, I, I, I was so impacted by his message last time he came. Y'all remember the little index cards that he took time to tape a mustard seed to them? Well, I still got mine, and, uh, and, and, I, and I have it just to remind me, to inspire me, to always have faith, to press on to the, to the greater things that the Lord has for us. You know, we, we're, not, we're not to be settlers. You know that, don't you? We're to be pioneers. And to be a pioneer, you got to have faith to step out and to press on. We can't just sit back in the easy chair and just expect you're just going to ride out your time, think, okay, I don't want to cause any more trouble. I've had my trouble. But God has called us to go from glory to glory. And there's that requires great faith. But the Lord says it's just the size of a mustard seed. And you can speak to that mountain and say, be cast into the sea, and it shall be removed and cast into the sea. So I was so touched last. But, you know, Michael is a friend of this house. He's a friend. He is um, such an encouragement. So would you guys honor and welcome Michael Woods as he comes on up to deliver the word of God. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. I'm um, I'm excited to be back and to be in the house. It's been an um, exhausting week, and I... Um, I am um, really um, glad to be here. I really am. Uh, I'm, so since I get this chance to just kind of banter a little bit, I'm just going to say, how you been, man? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, I love this guy. <laughs> I do, I do. And I, I'm appreciative. Matter of fact, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Um, I was going to do this at another point. I'm going to give you something. So this past, um, and, and now I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Well, they're telling me sit down, and there she tell me step. Okay, so, so right. but you uh, tell. Yeah, I'll, I'll do what you say. So okay, all right. And so, um, so this past week, um, I've been in the planning process for a while of. Um, of really just stepping into whatever the opportunities that God, God is putting before us in the city. And I, um, um, go ahead. She needs you. I'm going to guess. Okay. I'm going to have to use this. Okay. That's all right. Um, um, I don't, but it's okay. Yeah. I I, I do like to use my hands. So we're going to, um, we're going to figure this out a little bit. Y'all bear with me. Sam, you can go ahead and sit now since I got to do all of this stuff. Because um, I still like to use my hands. So I'm going to try. And I don't know why I'm putting this here. Y'all know I'm not going to stand right here. Y'all know good and well I'm not going to do that. So, um, But I'm going I'm to I'm start this out like this. Um, that ain't gonna happen. Anyway, I gotta adjust into doing this again. Um, using my using a handheld mic. Um, so over the last um, over the last year, um, um, myself and a group of um, other individuals that we've been meeting to to just have an impact. To step into whatever area that that we can and have an impact, um, and and we focused on on wanting to wanting to have an impact on kids and systems right now, um, and so over the last year um, we. We, this past June, um, we sent, June and July, we sent 143 kids to camp. 
So that was our first thing that we wanted to do. And in order to do that, um, we, we, we went to other organizations and said, hey, listen, here's what we're going to do. We need you to help. And there's a boldness that has come in me that um, I've, and I, I recognize that God has allowed me to stand in a place, in a position that um, I'm no longer just asking, I'm dictating and saying, if you, if you want to be a part of this, I need you to write a check for this. And this is what we're going to do. And so, and so we're beginning, so we're seeing this take place. And so we had these 143 kids go to camp and 62, I think of them, end up giving their life to the Lord. They were from all over Buncombe County. And so then they, we come back and we did a thing actually here in Black Mountain at the Blue Ridge Y Assembly. And we had a group of those same kids, a little bit under 80 of those kids there. And we, we did what we called an impact retreat. And so we got people from law enforcement to, to um, school teachers. Um, 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 we had some politicians. We had any and everybody there. And we did hikes with kids and everything else. But they got to, they got to be impacted by the word of God. So this past week, um, we had a, this is a big week at the rescue mission. but um, and, and I have a phenomenal staff and, and they kind of carried, carried the ball there. But this past week for me, I, um, I hosted a gentleman by the name of Saul Paul. That's his name, Saul Paul. Okay. And, um, phenomenal individual. Um, and he's, um, just got nominated for a Grammy a week and a half ago. And, um, he was, uh, one of the final finalists on America's Got Talent several years ago, but he is has this tremendous story. And um, our sheriff had met him, our sheriff and um, some judges and law enforcement officers um, and district attorneys had all went to Houston for this big law um, conference. There was a couple thousand people there. And Saul Paul was the keynote speaker at the end of the conference, the last day of the conference. And when it was all over, this guy travels around the world, does all of this stuff. But when it was all over, our sheriff actually stood in line for about an hour, letting everybody else talk to him and went up to him and said, I need you in my city. He said, huh, I need you to come to Buncombe County. He said, okay, she says, no, I'm bringing you to Buncombe County. We need you in Buncombe County. Well, what the guy was talking about was a concept called restorative, restorative ecosystems. You may have heard in, in over the last year the concept of restorative justice. So it's a concept that has been um, played out in other communities, and they've done it very well. We've only applied it once here in Buncombe County, and it was done wrong. And the process of, um, and, and, and in all honesty, it's more of a biblical concept. Um, it's just kind of how they, how they put a spin on it. And so the restorative ecosystem, and this guy, Saul Paul, um, has a phenomenal testimony, phenomenal message, had a praying grandma. Uh, I'm just here to had a praying grandma. I know what that's like. I, I you know, and um, he grew up. His mother died when he when he was um, when he was four years old, um, and he ended up in foster care. His grandmother stepped up, said, "Nope, I'm going to raise him." And she and she was a praying grandmother. And he went through and got into all this trouble and did all of this stuff and and. God redeemed. I mean, God snatched him. He was, he was, he was actually in federal prison when 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 he realized that that God God never intended for him to be where he was, but there was more for him. And so he changed his outlook by changing his mind. Ended up going on to the University of T Texas. 
um, getting a degree has opened up several companies and is this phenomenal artist. But besides him, so I get back to this restorative ecosystem. And so he's teaching on this. So by bringing him in, I partnered with the with um, Buncombe County, the sheriff's, the sheriff's department. We got United Way involved. We got um, Buncombe County Schools, Asheville City Schools, Asheville PD. And we basically, if you've never seen our sheriff, he's a big guy too. So teaming me and him together, we were basically telling people, um, if you don't get involved, yeah. It was a little bit of bullying going on. And, um, and so, so we ended up bringing him in. And um, he had flown in two or three times just to meet with us. And he brought a team of people from around the country um, that all flew in on Friday. He came in on Wednesday. They flew in on Friday. And he brought all of these different artists and people from around the country to do a festival, which I'll talk about here in a minute, um, yesterday. But he flies in on Friday evening, and so Saturday morning, I pick him up, and we go to um, Eblen Intermediary School. Um, it's a middle school, kind of a um, out near Irwin High School, Irwin Middle School. Um, it's my first time there, phenomenal um, principal. Um, and we go there, and we do an assembly with um, 400 sixth graders. And Saul Paul was phenomenal with these sixth graders. And there was a thing that he did, and this is a county school that was that, I mean, I, I, was, I was in this constant learning mode. So I'm watching him out there in the middle of a gymnasium. He's got these kids and he's and they're so into what he's saying. And the superintendent of schools, um, um, Superintendent Baldwin sitting right beside me. And I got the um, sheriff's deputies here and the sheriff's over here. And we're all sitting on the back end and everything there. And all of a sudden he says, he's telling a story. And he says, he says, how many of you all in here? How many of you all in here? have know someone in your family that is currently in prison or has been in prison it was like 90% i mean it was it was incredible i mean it was it was one of those things where i'm expecting i mean i'm looking and i'm like wow and superintendent baldwin looks looks at his assistant and he looks back at me, and we look at the sheriff, and the sheriff looks back at me and says, okay, we got to do something. And so there was kind of this kind of this thing that kind of came together, and we, and we committed to do a couple things. And I'm going to say this like this because I want you to understand these are opportunities that are being opened that we actually just stepped in. And so, and so, um, and, and so I say to Superintendent Baldwin, I said, um, I said, I have some ideas. He says, let's get together and talk. I said, let's talk right after this. I'm going to seize the moment. It's, I mean, he's, he's hot. I'm going to seize the moment. Push the button. And so we, um, so he keeps going and he does this phenomenal thing. And, and, and Saul Paul and he gets these kids all excited and, they help him write a song, and it's just really, really positive. And, and so then we leave there, and we head to the Justice Center, the Justice Resource Center in, in downtown Asheville, where we had a, um, and they had advertised it out, and there was a group of community, anyone that wanted to come and talk about restorative justice and restorative ecosystems. And there's a room full of people and he's talking and he's going, but then something happens. Now I'm telling you, it's, and, and, and I'm watching God just, just, just show up in places. And, 
I know is him and other people have no ideas him, but they're, but they're being affected by him. And I'm saying, look what God is doing. Y'all see this, what's going on. But all of a sudden you see in this room of people and you can, you can see where they are. They, there's hurt in our community. And they want, they want the hurt to go away. But we have systems that keep hurting people. Now, I want y'all to hear me because this, this is, and I'm going to try not to go this because this is, this is a part of what I believe God is having me step into right now. And it's a, and it's a, and it's a place. And it's actually, actually there was a song being, being sung. And I actually, I, I, um, um, In, in the song, and y'all y'all probably sung the song a lot, but it says, um, there was a verse in the song that says, I want to be tried by fire, purified. You take whatever you desire, Lord. Here's my life. And and I and I um I'm listening to the song, but I'm having a I'm having to step back from it a second because because I also I understand this. I, I actually heard heard it in my ear that 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 I want to I understand what that means. You know, our desire is to be purified, but I want you to understand that that's not a pleasant process. I want you to I, I want you to hear me. And so it reminded me of a word that probably was spoken over my life some 20 something years ago where the Lord said that the Lord said that he he would begin to peel me like an onion layer by layer. And I remember and I and, and let me say this I think he's still peeling because it's still a very painful process. And it, and and the word says until there was nothing else but him and so I recognize that when we get to this place of wanting to be to this place of purification in our lives, I want you to understand that it does not, it's not meant to be pleasant. And so I was sitting there and I was hearing and I was saying, do we really understand what we're actually speaking forth and understand this? Because to, because to want to be tried by fire and to be purified requires you at a place of where you're saying, God, I just trust you. Even in the midst of this agony, I trust you. Even in the midst of this pain, God, I trust you. God, even though I don't understand, I trust you. I know that, God, you are in the midst of this with me. And because you're standing in the midst of this with me, I can walk through it. I don't, I may not like it. It don't feel good. It's not the path I would have chosen, but Lord, to get to what you want, I trust you. And that's that, that's what we were singing. I want you to understand what we were singing. It's not just, Lord, purify me and I'll stop watching TV and purify me and I'll stop eating those things. Purify. That's not what we I'm telling you in order to be that tool that we all desire to be in the hand of God. We're saying, God, do whatever you must. <laughs> to get whatever you need. Man. And so I'm sitting there and I, I actually and I, I mean, it was because that's going to continue to minister to me. So I took a picture of it so I could keep it with me because, because I wanted, I understand the process. And because I realized where God is actually calling me to stand in, the position that he's calling me to stand in, I realized that it's a, it's a position that's going to come with a lot of heat. Because I mean, God has put me in a position to challenge systems, broken systems, ways of ways of thinking, and I've and I and I'm I'm saying, okay, God, I'll do it, but you know, 
what about this? And how do I maneuver through this? And how do I do these things? And I'm saying, I'll do it. And there was, there's a gentleman in our city. There's, there's, there's some people in our city who have been known to do certain things and kind of um, be the kind of the, be the hammer. And they're elderly. They're um, they they're on their way out. And this week, one of them's been in the hospital, and he's a really good friend. And 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 I have an entire community saying, "You know, you're the next Gene." I said, I "Said you know, Gene was the guy that was going to stand up for everybody. If somebody was marginalized, he was that guy." He says, "You're that guy." I said, man, that's, that, that's heavy. Gene was that guy, but it was only a year ago when Gene gave his life to the Lord. <laughs> and he tells his wife, he says, this is my relationship with Mike and Tillman that made me start going back to church. And then when I talked to his pastor and his pastor's like, that's all he does is talk about you all, that, that that's what he believes. And so now he reads his Bible and he's given his life to the Lord. He's been baptized. He loves the Lord. And I'm saying, God, okay, I respect this man. I'm, 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 I'm confident of, of, of how you've used him and what you would do. But Lord, am I ready to step into that role? Cause you know, there's a, there's to me, there's a lot of other things I could go be doing instead of, you know, although I, I like to fight. I really do like to fight. I mean, I know I've said that before, but y'all got to understand. I mean, I like conflict. I do. And it's something about it, just the winning piece of it. You know, I don't know. I just like that. But, but, and so, but I realized that the conflict needs to happen because God's not putting me in these opportunities so that I can be there and everything to be great. Systems are broken and people are being hurt and we have to stand. And so, so we, so we're in this meeting and we're in this meeting and there's, um, and you're hearing all these different people from all these different walks of life and everything else. And they're beginning to talk about how, how, how hurt the community is. And you can hear, you can see people crying and you can see the tears. And it's all because, all because we have broken systems. But the systems are broken because they was, let me say this. The systems are broken because God's not at the center of it. And so when they come to me and they put a mic in front of me, I, I detail the brokenness of the system, but I get to, I, I get to interject a solution. And, and, I'm, and this is going to be, I'm almost close to my jumping off point. Um, he understands what a jumping off point is. Um, and so, and what I'm saying here is that, is that I, there, is a, there is more opportunity that's being given for the body of Christ to be the church. To be the church. I So this week I had saw Paul and we did this meeting. So right after the meeting with the, with the community, we had all the judges, all the DAs, and... Um, all the leaders in law enforcement in the county and county commissioners. And we did an hour and a half circle session talking about restorative justice and restorative ecosystems. Then we left that and did another meeting right after that and did, did one with all law enforcement. Then the next day we started it over. We went to Asheville Middle School. We had 400, well, about 350 kids at Asheville Middle School. He does an assembly, does all of these great things, and this happens. He's talking about his life and everything else, and there's a young boy. There's a young boy, 
and the, all the kids are in the crowd and everything else. And you see all the kids standing in this one kid. He's just paralyzed and he just can't stand and he's crying in the mist. And as soon as Saul Paul finishes and the kids are excited and everything else, I look and here's this young boy in the middle of a gym, sobbing, crying. Let me, let me state this. Public school. Okay, I want you to catch this. Public school. In the middle, crying. And there's four kids around him. I'm standing here with the principal of the school. And she says, he lost his mom two years ago. And he's not been able to talk and get and open up with anyone. And she's like, and she's crying, tears rolling down her eyes. And these kids that are around him aren't patting him on the back. Public school. They got their hands on him, praying for him. In the middle of a gym in public school. I'm saying, God, look at this. Look at this. You're just including yourself everywhere you want to. That's just like, God, you're just God. This is like, and then I'm standing there and she's just, she just moved because she's like, I, I haven't been able, nobody's been able to get to him. And God just shows up and does what he does right in the midst of this. And in the midst of this, he surrounds him with these kids and they all got their hands on him and one's just standing there praying. This wasn't a private Christian school. <laughs> I'm saying, God, look at you. So then, yesterday, yesterday, and this been it's, this week has been a very long week for me. So yesterday, we hold a festival, and we invite kids from all over the county with all of their parents and everything. We end up having a little bit over 500 people show up, but it's a different kind of festival. It's a concert, um, and it was called Be the Change. And, excuse me, and we, we gave away some really phenomenal things. I actually gave away 50 $100 gift cards um, so $5,000 worth of gift cards, end up giving away three flat screen TVs, had gifts for every kid um, that came. Um, but the festival was meant to be interactive. So we had 11 interactive zones where they, where they would be a part of. So Saul Paul has done these things all over the country. And so he specifically flew in artists from California, from Atlanta, from other parts of Texas, from Chicago, everything. But he flew in Christian artists that do all kind of stuff. So we had kids that the way the zones kind of worked, that you had one artist and he had all of his stuff and, and they could, the kids could come and write their own music and learn to write their own song. Then you had um, then you had kids and their parents could walk a red carpet and 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 get the whole you know paparazzi piece with it. Um, and, you, and then you had um, we had a zone where they um, actually were able to do art and design their own. Um, business card and letterheads and everything else and you had a Christian graphic artist who put it that way and then produced their cards right there on the spot for them. Um, Fender Guitar was one of the sponsors and gave away a Fender Guitar. Um, and um, the young boy that actually won the Fender Guitar had actually um, had actually just started taking guitar lessons from his uncle because his father had gotten killed several years earlier and was a guitarist. 
and he got his own guitar yesterday. And so I'm saying all of this because what was awesome about this, about this, and we had all of these organizations and everybody that got involved in all these people that actually came and we had great food and it was a lot of volunteers, a lot of stuff happening. God was glorified. So I'm standing there and the police chief, no, I'm sorry. The, um, he's not the police chief. He's the kind of guy under that guy. I'm not sure what his actual title would be comes running up to me. We're in the middle of the gym, got all the parents, everything there. He comes running up to me. He says, hey, 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 hey. He says, I, I feel it. It's all over me. He said, I feel it. And I said, and I said, so, so what? What do we do? He says, we need to pray over the community. And I said, okay. He said, no, he said, no, 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 right now, right now, we need to pray over the community. I said, well, do you want to pray? He said, no, no, he said, no, he says, but it's, he says, we got to pray over the community. I said, okay, I said, okay, I got you, we'll, we got you, like that. And I'm just telling you what's taking place by the opportunities that are being opened. See, <laughs> So I had one of the guys, um, and there was, I mean, there are several guys that are a part of the group that are pastors and, and preachers, but they are, they are, they are deep, deep in the community. I said, so I brought them together and I said, Hey, I want y'all to, I want y'all to figure it out, but I'm going to open up an opportunity for, I want y'all to just pray. He said, okay. So we took care of that. So this is what we've been doing. And I'm saying this because I'm telling you, there's an opportunity for us to be the church. Just be the church. You know? So every Monday, a group of us show up at a school. We've been invited superintendents kind of lay a schedule out for us. We started this a year ago and we show up every Monday at a school, every Monday morning, 7.15 to greet kids. We greet kids coming through the car, carpool lane, car drop-off lane. We up at the, where the school buses are. We're high-fiving kids and we're teachers coming in and we're saying, man, have a great Monday. This is going to be the best Monday ever. And high five and high five and high five. And we're, and we're, so what we do is we alternate a city school and county school every Monday. We used to do all city schools till the county found out about it and said, we want y'all over here too. Seriously. Now they know we're all Christian. I want you to catch this. But they're inviting us there. They're inviting us there. And so every Monday, we're out there high-fiving kids. And so last week, we were at Johnston Elementary School. It's my first time at Johnston Elementary School. And something happened to me at Johnston Elementary School that hadn't happened to me before. Johnston Elementary School was considered probably the poorest school in all of Buncombe County. And it's over in the Deaverview community, but it is a very diverse um, school. Blacks, Hispanics, whites, very diverse from a standpoint of, of racially diverse, but economically, they're all right there together. Just a very poor school. And the setup to the school was a little bit funky. So um, we had some law enforcement um, guys there helping us to um, greet kids. So, and I had some of my guys. So I went up to where the school buses are. And you see kids in these, um, and, 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 they, and they see you and they're always like, and parents are stopping trying to figure out, why are y'all here? You know? And so 
So we're high-fiving kids and everything. And we've been doing this now for two years. And this happens to me. I'm, um, the sheriff shows up and he's, he's about standing about right here. I'm here. My son's here. And another guy who's bigger than all of us put together is back here. Um, well, Robert would never hear this, so he'd be like, um, and, um, and a school bus comes up. Boom, kids start getting off the school bus. We're high-fiving them and, and, and just boom, everything. And this little black boy gets off. I mean, when I say little, he looks like, I mean, I'm like, he can't be in school. Little, he gets off. He stops. He looks. He looks at the sheriff first and he does this. And the sheriff says, hey, man, have a good Monday. Boom, high fives him. And the little boy just looks. The little boy just, just go grabs and hugs him. Then he comes to me and he says, and just hugs me. And he goes through the whole crowd of us and he just hugs each of us. Well, what happens is that now every kid that got off the bus. They didn't want a high five. They wanted a hug. And so for the next, I mean, they get off the bus. Now the kids that are coming coming up from the carpool line, they're now waiting because they want hugs too. And, I mean, when we were done, you could have rung us out. I mean, we were done. We were done. And the principal of that school comes out and she says, Y'all can come back here every day. <laughs> every day. And I'm telling you, and the only reason I'm saying all of this is, is very simply this. And it's just time for us to step out and be the church. It's just to be the church. That's all it is. We don't, we don't, we can't. I mean, every Tuesday I go have lunch. Every Tuesday at Asheville Middle School. With the kids. Okay. So, and I go to just be there. So they have three lunch periods. They start at 11.05 and go to 1.30. Okay, so seventh grade comes first, sixth grade, then eighth grade. I don't know why they do it that way. To me, it would go sixth, seventh, eighth. It just makes sense to me, but they don't do it that way. It's Asheville Middle School. And so, um, and so, you go in and you got all of these kids. Sit with me, sit with me. And so now what's happened is that, you know, because in the way that they've had to do it, because they've had so many problems there. And what and what happened was they had a massive fight where 23 kids got suspended. And when they got suspended, they actually, it was the first day of them coming back. And, they, and it started outside of the school where the parents had gotten in fights. And that started the whole process. So they picked up the phone. The, the um, chairman of the school board picked up the phone and says, can you and some of your folk come have lunch um, at our school at Asheville Middle? I said, yeah, why? Well, this is going to be the first day where all those kids come back to school together. And we just kind of like some help. So okay. I call up, there's about 15 of us, we show up strong. And we always go and we have lunch. And our whole thing, we just wanted to talk to kids. And the thing was that they didn't feel safe at school. And so they kept saying, when are y'all coming back? Because we actually feel safe with y'all being here. And so we're just there being the church. So I'm telling you, it's literally that being the church. So yesterday, a young girl and her brother, who, who I've sat with her and her friends, her whole group of friends, sixth graders. And um, I just know I wasn't like that when I was in the sixth grade. And I know I ain't even got to the word yet. And y'all sitting here like, man, how long is he going to keep it? I, mean, I got a two-minute message for y'all. So just trust me. When I get there, it's going to be two minutes. Um, <laughs> I promise you. 
Matter of fact, I'll even send you to a scripture just because y'all want a scripture. Just because, I mean, you know, just because, I mean, you know, I don't want y'all to feel like, man, I went to church and we didn't even talk about the Bible. Now, I don't want to that do it. I don't want to, I don't want any of that. I'm not going to be that guy that y'all talk about when y'all leave here. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to go Isaiah 42.1. Hey, and do it out of, um, what's that version? Do it out of the NASB. And then I'll give you the other one we're going to go to is John 15. Maybe just go John 15. We'll figure it out. So, <laughs> so, so the reason I'm, I'm saying all of this is because of this. If you watch enough news, regardless of whose news channel you watch, you read enough newspaper, you actually come away with this feeling that, that, that we're losing. You watch the, you watch the lack of care for one another. And I'm, I just want to challenge us at this level. See, I believe that when Jesus, when Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom, and my two minutes starts now. So when he preached the gospel of the kingdom, it would, it was a gospel. It was a gospel that 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 wanted people to understand that 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 the rule of God has come, and that and that you are forgiven, that you are loved, that you have been chosen, that God has a purpose and a plan for you, and there's hope. And see. What we need to do is to let people know that there's hope. We need to go share the gospel. We need to let them know that they are loved by him. That they're loved by you and I. I love it when I have the opportunity to when I could tell teachers when I get to tell them, thank you for what you do. I love you. God bless you. We're praying for you today. And as they walk by, I'm praying, walking them, walking them, walk in, into them. I get to be the church. You know? I ain't got to stand there with my, with, with Jesus saves across my chest. I get to just be that. So a young girl that I was, that I've sat with lunch with, with her and her 15 other friends. And they sat and they talk about, cause remember every in the sixth grade, every boy is ugly unless they like them. Just that's how it is. I've, I've come to realize that. Oh, he ugly. Well, you liked him last week. Well, he, he wasn't ugly then, but he ugly. Every boy is ugly at this point. And so, but you, but you hearing this, you know, it's comical to me because I'm like, I don't remember middle school like this. <laughs> but you're hearing all of what what's going on. And so we made it a purpose that we wanted kids to know two things. And these are the two things that we wanted them to know. The first one was, it says, behold, my servant, whom, whom, I, whom I uphold, my chosen one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. The first thing that we want every kid to know is that they're chosen. So we speak it forth. That they are chosen. The second thing, and if you will go over to John 15 for me. Take me to verse 9. It says, just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you and abide in my love. So the second thing that we tell every kid is this, is that, is that they are loved. 
So we've come to this place of agreement that we've come to understand that 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 we want every kid to know that they are chosen and that they are loved. So this young this young girl who we've been having lunch with and I sit and and, and it's interesting cuz you you kind of want to gravitate towards all these kids so what's happened is the way that they section off the lunchroom is that they buy their classrooms so all the 6th graders don't necessarily get to sit with other 6th graders they have to sit with their class in the 6th grade except Tuesdays now Tuesdays they so because I've sat with so many other ones They've actually, they just started a student government there. Their their first order in student government was that when we show up, that they can sit wherever they want to sit and they can move tables. Now, that really upset the lunchroom staff a little bit because they, you know, they're like, but then we got the other groups coming in right after that, and the tables are now all messed up and everything else. So the kids said, we'll do the cleanup in order to be able to do this. So now at my table, I got all of these kids, this big circle of kids, and this is what this young girl said to me. She said... Well, one one girl asked and said, "Why do y'all why why do y'all do this?" I said, "Because you matter. We love you." And the other one, and the the one girl said, she says, "You're a real life superhero," and that's what changed for me. I want to share this, and I'm um, getting ready to start my two minutes. I know y'all thought I already started. I was just priming y'all. I am almost done. I promise y'all I am almost done. promise y'all. I've kept y'all for, um, I don't know, yeah, 10 minutes or so. I don't know. Something like that. So Cambridge Dictionary defines a superhero as this. A superhero is a person whose actions or achievements are far greater than what people expect. And I am convinced that what was needed is for believers to stand up and to be the church. But when we stand up and be the church, this is what it looks like to those that don't know God. It looks like we're superheroes. And I'm, when I look out at you, my thing and what I want to challenge you to do is I want you to understand that there's an opportunity and a space for you to step into, but I need you to put on your cape. I need you to, to decide to love more. Period. Love more. Okay, okay, how does that really look? How does, how does that look in my everyday life? Walk. Well, maybe it's something as simple as I'm going to decide to consider that person and whatever that they may be going through. I don't know a person. I have never met anyone that has not had an issue in their life. Everybody has something. And I've said this from this platform before that I believe prayer works. And I've told the story of when my grandmother called me up one day and said, and said, Hey baby, how you doing? I said, All right, grandma, I'm okay. Got a lot of stuff going on. And I said, yeah, things are a little tough right now. She says, do you believe prayer works? I said, yes, ma'am. She says, well, pray and hangs the phone up. And it's one of those things that that if we believe prayer works and prayer changes things, why aren't we praying? And so just from that standpoint, it's time for us to put on our cape. And so when we when we see that person, we understand that there's an enemy that absolutely hates them. They may not have that revelation yet, but we do. 
and y'all, I'm, uh, it really is amazing that there's a lot of people that don't really have the revelation that the devil actually hates them. They actually think that if they leave him alone, he'll leave them alone. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> no. So we need to pray. We need to put on our capes and be that superhero and pray, even those that are in the midst of their evil and their wickedness. For some reason, we think it's okay to sallow ourselves off into just praying for those who think like us, look like us, act like us. That's all that we need to do. So we come together and we have our own little section of groups of people. And that's all that really needs prayer. And in order for somebody to get prayer from us, they got to they got to join our circle. Y'all, that's backwards. So, so here's what happened this week. So this week, one of the things that I did, God laid it on my heart, was I created, I had these bands created. And now there's some 700 kids in Buncombe County and Asheville City Schools that are wearing these bands that says, I am chosen, I am loved, and on the inside of those bands, they have scripture of Isaiah 42.1 and John 15.19. And not only do we have kids wearing these and understanding and just having, just having them on, they're cool. But now we have some county commissioners wearing them. We have probably 30, 40 people in law enforcement wearing them. We got principals wearing them. We got the superintendent of schools wearing them. We got, um, oh, wow. I mean, we got leaders. We got leaders at the United Way wearing them. And I'm just saying, y'all, it's just time for us to just put on our capes and just go. It's time for us to be the church. I sit down with the principal and I'm going I'm, to stop. I'm going to show you how good I am about stopping. I'm going I'm to try to stand here and do this. And um, I don't have my wife here, so she's not tapping her watch on me um, here. Um, matter of fact. Um, and so I'm convinced. I know y'all can't hear. Can you hear me now? It's better. Okay. I'm convinced that there are opportunities for us to win in every arena if we'll step into it. The principal of Irwin High School came to me. I met with him. He said, he said, Micah, how, how, what, what can we do? I said, well, I don't have enough people. I need more people in my chosen group. Got about 40 people and about 15 really committed. And, and my thing is, I'm not, I don't ask anybody for money. Myself and about four other people, we go raise all the money we, we need to do everything we do. So I just want people to show up. And whatever gift you have, you just do. White, black, male, female, doesn't matter. What we do. And so um, there's a youth pastor of a, of a church in that district. And me and him was talking. And so here's what he does. He shows up at Irwin High School every Tuesday, every Thursday. Doesn't show up with his church stuff on. Kids have no idea he's even a youth pastor. Just shows up. So every time a kid gets in trouble or something, teachers are pulling him in to talk with the kid, talk with their families, 
do all of this, and he's just loving them. And now it's come to the point to where they've given him an office. Seriously. He's a youth pastor at a church. And he just shows up. And they got a bad, he got a badge, all the stuff. He just roams the halls. The principal, the principal says, yeah, it's crazy. Just walks the halls like that. Just walks the halls, praying for kids. Praying. Kid gets in trouble. They send him to him. He sits down, talks with the kids, sees what's going on in their family, and then tries to solve it. I said, wow. What a novel concept. We can duplicate that. What if, what if we were able to figure out how to duplicate that in every school and they're asking for it? Instead of us trying to stand out and be, and be mad because this whole separation of church and state and they don't want people praying in school where they're inviting us in and saying, hey, just be the church. You ain't got to go announce it. Just be the church. As long as you don't come in and say, I'm so-and-so, so-and-so from this church, or let me, but just come love on these people. So I'm saying this because I'm telling you, I want us as a body to put on our capes and to be superheroes in a time where the world needs real superheroes. Real superheroes. That's what God's called us to be. He's called us to do this. Bow your heads with me. Father, it's my prayer. The Lord God, that, that Lord, we would seize the moment, seize the opportunities that are in front of us. The Father, that we would just do whatever there is to be done so that you would be glorified. Father, it's my prayer that, Lord God, that there would be, there would be a fire that burns on the inside of us that would ignite us to a place to where we would pray more. For those that are marginalized, for those that are hurting, that we would just pray more that we would come to a place to where even in the midst of our turmoil and chaos in our own lives, that Lord God, we would consider others, but before that we would consider you. Father, I pray that Lord God, that as Jesus said, that the works that he did, that we would do even greater works, that we would have that understanding that we've been empowered to do more that we would love the way that you have called us to love. That when we see, when we see people, we know that Lord God, that you desire them. So there's something in this, on the inside of us that, that should desire them also. Father, I pray that Lord God, that we would be more. And then, Lord God, that we would be willing to be that tool in your hands. Refine the way that you would have it so that you can tear down systems and walls and things that we have held on to for so long. Father, I pray that you would, you would, you will show us how to love more. Loving those that disagree with us. Loving those that disagree with your word. The Lord God, that you would give us strategies and that we would walk in them, Lord God. That we wouldn't be about wasting time But Lord God, that you would redeem that time so that we could walk forward in what you would have for us. 
Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters here today that, Lord God, that that whatever way, whether it's baking cookies and knowing that those cookies are going to end up in a in someone's hand, that it'll be more than just a cookie, but Lord God, that they they would taste love. That they would, Father, that 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 it would be even more. That Father, that when we show kindness, that we know that the kindness doesn't just stop at that person, but it continues to move forward. Father, is my prayer that you would be glorified. That you would be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to King of Glory Sermon of the Week. Connect with us on Instagram at KOG underscore Asheville and on Facebook at facebook.com slash KOG Asheville.